Hello, everyone. This is Victor Jackson. Welcome to the Bible Centered Podcast. I'm so excited to get into this because if anyone knows me, uh, they understand that everything has to be Bible centered. In order to be effective, in order to make a difference in our communities and our world, uh, we already have the greatest tool to make that happen, and that is the Bible. And really, this world is in need of more than preferences or uh, opinions. Uh, More than anything, we just want to know what God has to say. And Throughout these podcast episodes, we're just going to be getting into the depths of God's Word and uh, why He wrote it, what's the background, and how is it uh, applicable to each and every one of our lives. And in midweek Bible study, uh, we've been walking through Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, verse by verse, and it's a profound book. It's, It's an amazing book that is so critical to understanding who Jesus is and what he came to do. And we were reading Matthew chapter 15, uh, verse 21 uh, through 39, and the relation that this Canaanite woman, her faith, what it has with the surrounding context. And I believe it's important. I want to read one scripture that's going to encompass the thought and just kind of uh, show what's going on around this particular scripture. This Canaanite woman comes to Jesus from Tyr and Sidon, and she utters a phrase that I'm sure you've heard before in Matthew chapter 15, verse 27. And that is when Jesus tells her that it's not meat to give children's bread and to cast it to dogs. In verse 27, she says, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. And this is a profound thought that has been preached on, that has been talked about for, for decades and hundreds of years. And But when you look at it in its proper context and what Matthew is trying to show his, his audience, it, it, it takes on a profound a beautiful picture uh, because she asked for crumbs. And that's what I want to talk to you about on this first episode on the crumbs of Christ, the crumbs of Christ. To look at Matthew 15 in its proper context, we have to consider that Matthew is writing to the Jews to persuade them that Jesus is the Christ. And while he is trying to persuade them that he is the Christ, he is showing that in Jesus that everything that they've been waiting for from the Old Testament is fulfilled in the life of Jesus. That's one of the greatest themes in Matthew, fulfillment. As he's writing to these Jews, he's showing to them that Gentiles were always a part of the plan of God. Now, the Gentile is anyone that's not a Jew. And he shows them the hunger of the Gentiles to press into the promises of God and the lackadaisical nature 
that the Jewish people have in reference to Jesus Christ, for they rejected him. They didn't want anything to do with them. And Matthew is showing the contrast of this hunger from the Gentiles who are cut off from the promises of God at the time and how these Jews that Jesus came to first, how they are in close proximity, but they are blinded to his greatness and to his awesomeness and to him being God in the flesh. Uh, Jesus was a disruptor. He disrupted the religious system of his day and he disrupted the traditions of his day. And when you look at everything on that backdrop of the Gentiles being on the outside of the promises of God, but they are hungry to press in and the Jews being on the inside of the promises of God, but they are taking it for granted. It it, it paints a beautiful picture because before this Gentile woman asked for crumbs in Matthew chapter 14, if you notice, Jesus fed the 5,000. He fed the 5,000, the Jewish people. These were 5,000 Jews uh, that Jesus fed. And this is powerful because he is trying to show the Jewish people that he is the bread of life, that he is the manna which came down from heaven. And notice that Jesus himself did not give the people bread, but look what he does. He gives the bread to the disciples, and the disciples in turn give it to the people. This has prophetic significance because what he is showing to them is that when he takes the bread, he breaks the bread, he blesses the bread, he blesses it, he breaks it, and he distributes it to the disciples, and the disciples distributes it to the Jews. This is a prophetic experience because this is what would happen after he dies, he's buried, and he rises again the third day according to scriptures, and then he ascends back into heaven, but the responsibility of the disciples will be to distribute the bread first to the Jews, beginning in Jerusalem, then to Judea and Samaria, unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So he is showing a type and shadow of what's going to happen. I, the bread, will be broken, and your responsibility is to spread that bread to the Jews. And he feeds the 5,000, and it multiplies. And notice that when he's done feeding the 5,000 in Matthew 14, that they take up 12 baskets full, 12 baskets full. That typifies the 12 tribes of Israel, that the disciples will go and distribute the bread of life to the 12 tribes of Israel first. And the more they give it, the more he multiplies. That's a word right there that the more you distribute Jesus, the more he multiplies. He doesn't doesn't mold. He doesn't rust. He doesn't deteriorate. No, he just keeps getting better. And he just keeps on increasing. That, that is a powerful principle. But this happens right before this Canaanite woman comes to him. She sees him distributing bread to the children of Israel. She hears about it, this powerful miracle. But she knows that she's from Tyre and Sidon. Someone needs to write this down. Tyre and Sidon is a Gentile territory. Tyre and Sidon 
is a place that the prophets prophesied judgment was coming on Tyre and Sidon. Jezebel and her father were from Tyre and Sidon. She was she understood that she deserved judgment. And she knows she deserved judgment, but she says, "Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil." She knows she's cut off from the plan of God, from from the purpose of God, from from the promises of God initially, but she is in such a desperate situation. Her daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. She says, have mercy on me. I want some of that bread. I want some of that miracle. I want some of that, even though I know I don't deserve it. But Jesus answers and says, I'm not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He says, listen, I'm going to come to you later but I'm not coming to you now. I'm going to the Jews first. But she came and worshiped him and said, Lord, help me. And then he says the famous phrase, it's not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. He says, it's not meat for me to give you the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And this time the Gentiles, anyone that's not a Jew, was looked on as dogs, looked on as barbarian, as, as, as savages concerning the promises of God. But this woman says, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. This is profound because she says, I know I don't deserve the bread, but she says, can you please at least give me a crumb? And Jesus says, oh, woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. What does this mean? Because we see two times Jesus fed thousands with bread. And before he feeds the 4,000, this woman's story is in between him feeding 5,000 and 4,000. Because right after this woman says, I want crumbs, listen to this, Jesus goes into Gentile territory and he does the same thing that he did with the 5,000 Jews. He goes to the Gentiles now, and there's 4,000 Gentiles, and he does the same thing to the Gentiles. Listen to this. 4,000 Gentiles, he feeds them with, with the bread. He breaks the bread. He distributes it just as he did to the Jews. But notice the Gentiles are worse off than the Jews were because these Gentiles were continuing with Jesus for three days and had nothing to eat. They were about to faint in the way. The Jews, they just left their cities, but the Gentiles, they're in a worse state. They need the bread more than, than the Jews needed the bread. They're in dire straits. And he feeds these 4,000 Gentiles with the bread. He blesses it. He breaks it. And then he gives to the disciples and they distribute it. But notice that they did not take up 12 fragments full. They take up seven baskets full. What is the type and shadow here? With the 5,000, you're going to distribute it to the 12 tribes of Israel. That's why you're taking up 12 fragments. With the 4,000, you're going to take up seven fragments full because you're going to distribute the bread to the seven continents of the world. That the bread doesn't stop in Jerusalem, but it goes to Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the world. It's a type and shadow 
of the bread being broken, not just for the 12 tribes, but being broken for the sins of the world. This is what Matthew is showing to his people that Jesus did not come to just save the Israelites from the oppression of Rome, but he came to save them from the oppression of sin, which would eventually flow uh, to the Gentiles that he died for the sins of the world, not just the sins of the Jews. Why is this profound? Notice that he gives them bread after the Gentile woman asked for crumbs. I'm about to get excited here. I'm about to, uh, Simon, they're about to throw me out of here. Amen. This is powerful to me because this Gentile woman, when she considers her background, when she considers all that she has been through, she knows that she doesn't deserve the bread that the Jews had. So she says, God, I'm not worthy of bread. Give me crumbs. Look how Jesus responds. He responds by not giving the Gentiles crumbs. He responds by giving them the same bread that he gave the Jews earlier. You know what Jesus was saying here? I didn't come to give you a diluted version of me. I didn't come to give you a diluted miracles. I know you don't deserve it. I know what your background is. I know you, you don't deserve what I'm about to give, but you don't get an inferior version of me. You don't get a crumb of miracles. You get get all the miracles that I've given. You don't get a crumb of healing. You get all the healing that I've given, meaning the same loaf that I've given to the Jews in the Bible, I want to give you today in the 21st century. This is a powerful thing. God did not give us a piece of him. He gave us all of him. We get the same loaf that they get in the scriptures. So if he healed the blind, the deaf, the dumb, the lame, and the maimed, Jesus Jesus wants to do it today. He wants somebody to go after the same loaf. He's not giving us a diluted version. Jesus did not get diluted after 2,000 years. He did not get diluted with, with, with because of the times and the culture. He's just waiting on a Gentile, somebody to get hungry that says, I want the same loaf. Can I tell you when you got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, when you got the Spirit of Christ, when you got the Spirit, you got all of Jesus. You didn't get a piece of Jesus. And if he did it for them in the Bible, he's willing to do it for you today. And that's what makes it powerful. But what happens is because of our background, because of our culture, because of things that we have gone through, we just come to God and we beg for, for crumbs. We say, God, just give me a crumb. I'm not expecting you to heal my body, but I'm asking for some temporary relief. I just need a crumb. But the revelation is Jesus doesn't have crumbs. That's the message of this podcast episode. He doesn't even possess crumbs. It's against his nature to give you crumbs. It's against his nature to give you a piece of him. When you come into relationship with Jesus, he wants to give you all of him. If he expects you to love him with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength, uh, he, he wants to give you all of him. He's not going to give you a crumb. He's not going to give you a diluted version. He wants to give you the same loaf. What does that mean? That means the same spirit that created the heavens, he's given to you by the power of the Holy Ghost. The same spirit that opened the blinded eyes, he's given you by the power of the Holy Ghost. The same spirit 
that came on Samson, the same spirit that came on Moses. Prophets spake as they was moved on by the Holy Ghost, according to Peter. Oh, my Lord, I feel like I'm talking to somebody here. You have to sum the courage to go after everything that God has for you and stop settling for crumbs. I said, stop settling for crumbs. This is what he said in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 10. This is what he said whenever Cornelius got the Holy Ghost. The Bible says it this way. Acts chapter 10 and verse 44. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word, and they of the circumcision, meaning the Jews, which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. This is profound because the Jews saw them receive the same bread that they got in Acts 2. The Jews saw them receive the Holy Ghost, and they said that it was poured out on the Gentiles in the same way it was poured out on the Jews. We have the same spirit that was poured out in Acts 2. We have the same spirit that came upon the prophets of old time. So we have to stop settling for a lesser version than God intended. We have unsearchable riches that are in Christ, but the revelation is he doesn't have crumbs. So stop begging for crumbs. He wants to give you the whole loaf. Ooh, every promise he has given you, he wants to give you the whole loaf. He wants to give you everything that he has, but it's time to go after it. This Canaanite woman, because of her background, she didn't have the courage to ask for a loaf. She felt disqualified. But after she had the courage to go after crumbs, he gave the same loaf that he gave to the Jews. He gave it to the Gentiles, and we got the same loaf. No matter what your background is, no matter if you, your parents were addicted to drugs, you get the same Jesus that they got in the Bible. And if he turned their lives around, he could turn your life around. No matter if you're come from a generation filled with serial killers and filled with addicts and filled with, with all types of debauchery, you're not defined by that background because once you come in contact with the loaf, you have the same loaf that's in the scripture and it can turn your life upside down. I want to encourage you to go after everything that God has for you because he doesn't have crumbs. He doesn't have a little bit. When you come in contact with him, he wants to give you everything. I want to pray a prayer of blessing over you right now before we end this podcast episode. And I want to encourage you to go after the whole loaf. Lord Jesus, there are people here listening that have gone through insurmountable obstacles that have just beg begged you for just a crumb, for just a little bit, for just a piece, God. But it's not in your nature to give them a little bit. Give them all of you. You have prepared a table for them in the presence of their enemies. God, pour out a blessing. They have the same loaf. They have the same opportunity. They have the same anointing. And you can open up the waters. You can unstop the deaf ears. God, you can you can heal, oh Lord, the blind. You can heal the depression. You can heal the sickness. You can heal the anxiety. And you can make them whole if they can just get a hunger for that same loaf. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening. 
Uh, for more information, you can follow my social media page, Victor M. Jackson, or you can come visit us in Orlando, Florida at Bible Center of Orlando. Thank you for joining us. God bless.